0: all right people welcome to jessica jones season one episode four aka 99 friends um we just finished episode three which for me is the turning point of the series um i was personally hooked after the first episode but season three drew me in even further because it it really had the two biggest revelations of the series not from a plot standpoint, but from a structure standpoint, and in terms of you know how quickly the plot was going to be moving going forward. And those two revelations are a that she be, that she comes face to face with Kilgrave, only three episodes in. I did not think that was going to happen. I thought that was going to happen much later. <clears throat> and B, the full uh revelation of her memory of being ordered to kill Riva, Luke Cage's ex, and how that all went down, and dropping hints about what that will mean for the future in terms of Jessica Jones being able to go up against Kilgrave, and so forth. I didn't think we were going to get that full revelation until later. Um, But, you know, looking back on it now, in my, my third watching, doing the commentary... They they wanted to shoot this thing forward. We've got the procedural aspects going. We need to make it personal, and we need you know new revelations coming all the time. So we start this one, the Fifth Avenue Bryant Park station, which I used all the time when I worked in Manhattan for a couple of years. Bryant Park's a, not much of a park. It's just a giant square, basically, um, sort of just south of Midtown,
1: or I mean, I guess it's maybe Midtown. So, this episode's all about okay, I know people are photographing me.
0: And the thing with Jessica is she has to be following Kilgrave's clues at all times, but also knowing that he's leaving clues that, you know, have, have multiple uh, motivations behind them. Like here, for instance, she knows that he left her. Uh, Clues, um, pretty big clues, that she's being surveilled by someone or someones. Kilgrave knows she's going to investigate it. She knows that Kilgrave knows that she's going to investigate it. And so she has to be extra careful and extra diligent. And while careful and diligent aren't always words you use with Jessica, you know, when the shit starts to hit the fan, as is the case throughout this series...
1: She steps up to the plate. Okay, so Malcolm's trying to get in. Who's this woman? Audrey Eastman. I forget. Divorce lawyer Desmond Toby. I think that's from Kil. Right, it's from Hogarth's firm. I, I am. And you didn't actually have an office.
0: <laughs> uh. Again, Jessica hating everyone, but knowing that they're right. (laughs) Nice building. You got crackheads walking around. And she, of course, has to go help Malcolm. So, and this is where, you know, we finally learn why we've been seeing so much Malcolm other than he's hilarious. Don't need a reason. Yeah. And that's one of the great parts of the series is when Malcolm has to come to terms with the fact that he was partially spying on Jessica. Um, while well, not under my control, you know, being a junkie. And that's the guilt that that he takes out on her, but eventually
1: it comes to accept and come to terms with. All right, so what does this woman want? <laughs> Where's this woman? What's she looking at? Why do you ask? Right. right, I'll learn it. His lies in his wandering penis.
0: <laughs> Pictures for the divorce. Again, the you know, this is what PIs are for. Skank. <laughs> I'm not giving him shits. <laughs> She's the rich one. In flagrante. <laughs> I know what inflagrante means. I didn't know what
1: in flagrante meant, but in context, I, I learned quickly. How is this woman connected? I cannot remember. But it's important to keep stressing that she's a PI episode to episode.
0: Yeah, she. In, in you realize she gives a speech all the time to every customer, which is, I'll do, I'll get these pictures for you if you pay me, but you're not gonna like what you see. All right, this this woman. Oh, right, yeah, exactly. I want him to know that he's being photographed. It's a revenge thing. Right, follow your husband, take sex pictures. I wonder how many clients have that same notion that they want to trap the person but also have the person know that they're being um, spied on.
1: She's still thinking that Kilgrave's behind this. A British man. Yeah. She could be lying, though, obviously, if Kilgrave was controlling her. (laughs) 50% up front. Standard contract. It had to be from
0: someone in Hogarth's office because Jessica would not even entertain it. Um, it's interesting that she is entertaining other jobs with everything going on. I think it's just a habit thing. Oh, uh, this, is, this is awesome. I love the scene coming up where they're talking to each other. This this is the one episode where, where you really like, or I really like Simpson, when he just, you know, he's so horrified. They're, right, they're using the battering ram. <clears> or <throat> They're about to start using the battering ram. He thinks she's dead, that he killed her. He has to find out. The other cop has no idea what's going on, but Simpson is the superior officer. Get the ram. So, at you know, at this point... Maybe you're thinking he's still a bad guy. I I had picked up on the fact, based on his reaction at the end of the last episode, where he suddenly, um, you know, it came to him that he may have killed Trish, even though it's against his will. He can't stop thinking about it. can't stop thinking about her. Um, And so this is totally a falling in love with the victim situation. But because he's, you know responsible without really being culpable because he was mind-controlled. And because Trish, we already know, is so empowered at this point, it's not your traditional falling in love with the victim. In fact, Trish, I think, is attracted to him partially because he went through a very, very, very minor version of what Jessica went through. I recognize that look exactly. She can tell he's not controlled. This is the post-kill grave, uh, you know, symptom. PTSD, um, I, w- I think you would call it PKSD. I I just coined that PKSD post Kilgrave uh stress disorder <laughs>
1: party mix. <laughs> You're with Ms. Walker. Will Traval plays this Gray? He can't understand how she's alive. Oh, she's got strangle marks on the neck too yeah yeah <laughs> big Penny show back in the day it's patsy All right this is the she hates her her childhood career being patsy yeah this this is some great work by will Travell here um, I criticized his accent in the last episode
0: but uh it's actually pretty it's it's good um the the difference between a great Okay, I'll come back to that. I'm not alright shows him the strangle marks, he's losing it. I'm a monster. Jessica. You're right, this is the problem. Jessica sets up the support group later for the kill grave victims. She's constantly having to console them. Dramatic. She's. that's the thing that's what's great about it she is a little bit like uh, Iron Man slash Tony Stark in the sense of like you know like, in, in, in the final battle of Sokovia, Age of Ultron, you know, Iron Man is coming up with the plan about how to stop, the, you know, the city from being launched back into the planet. He's fighting bad guys. He's giving everyone orders. He's protecting the helicarrier. He's protecting the lifeboats. Trying to come up, I mean, you know, Jessica's multitasking to a ridiculous degree throughout this show.
1: And, and usually when she screws up, it's because she's got too many things going on in her head. and this is the beginning of him wanting to kill Kilgrave. Um
0: and that's the uh you know <laughs> Will Simpson here. Uh the officer makes some really horrible decisions later in the season to to get to Kilgrave. And when he realizes that Jessica doesn't want to just kill him at least at first, he starts acting against Jessica. And that's the split between him and Trish, but they will be together for a few episodes. Jessica never trusts him. But it's not because he tried to kill Trish that Jessica doesn't trust him, because that was Kilgrave. She's just a
1: great judge of character. Yeah. That looks just like Brody. I got her covered.
0: This is a brilliant plan about how to get Kilgrave to, you know, not go after Trish anymore. Just watch um, Rachel Taylor's performance here. She's so sickened by having to do this. I'm going to turn the volume up. <laughs> All right. Flippant and disrespectful comments. Jessica's there to make sure she doesn't screw up again. I was out of line by belittling this man. Ignorant of my own limitations and challenging him. <laughs> Very fascinating and powerful man. I can't believe that Kilgrave uh, falls for this. Uh, but his ego is so, you know, you know, like a galactic-sized ego that he can't help but be won over by being praised in such a way on you know probably the most listened to uh you know city radio station in the country yeah she's sick remember acting until you won that award that's the thing trisha is an actress from childhood but she could barely do that back there because of how sickening it was to to say that about him men in power seriously disease Uh, She she says, right, this is now, she thinks everyone's taking pictures of her. Yeah, and that's the thing about this show. With the two of them, men in power, it's seriously a disease. You know, Will Will gets caught
1: up in his uh, delusions of power. Uh, Kilgrave obviously is caught up in his power. Talk. (laughs)
0: so we can record me imploding as he tortures me right it's it's enjoying the slow burn of of your enemy's death but that's not what he wants he just wants her attention even if it's negative attention he thinks he can flip it around and that's we're a few episodes away of this happening but we do realize that Kilgrave is you know giving jessica negative attention because he can't get positive attention but he would stop all of this if he could just get positive attention So, okay, so Jessica's now deleting all the Luke Cage photos. Um, Was she keeping them before just to look at him? Unclear. Kristen Ritter, (laughs) this is an adult podcast, people. I'm not trying to objectify Kristen Ritter, but her beautifulness and her sexiness are very um, different and interesting. (laughs) Um, you know, she's tallish. Uh, actually, uh, Kristen Ritter talks about a lot about how she was made fun of growing up because she was the tall, lanky, weird-looking one as a kid. Which is uh, now she's a you know now she's gorgeous. Interesting to think how that affects you,
1: as opposed to someone like Scarlett Johansson, who was probably beautiful, you know, from from the beginning. Yeah. You're on edge. <laughs> right, exactly. Lots of people referred to me to, uh, dead in the elevator. He's a partner. <laughs> He's handling my own divorce.
0: Uh. <laughs> uh, these two are great. I I am a big supporter of Carrie M. Lawson this um in this role, in this show. I, I think of, uh, you know, outside of the main characters, Trish, Malcolm, the twins, Kilgrave, Simpson, outside of, like, the main characters, Carrie Moss is the best. And they definitely, you know, have her make a heel turn that changes the course of the whole... Seasons, I don't understand people who say, oh, you know, she was pointless or whatever. But they're also setting her up big time to be an ally of Jessica in Season 2 after Hogarth loses everything and is completely humbled. I wonder, it's from the comics, Hogarth is a total comic book name. I have to think so. So as I said, in, um... Uh, I guess, the, the previous episode, Episode 3, so Jessica was launched in 2001 by Brian Michael Bendis, who's in the credits. Um, and... It was, I think, over four uh, years. I can't find it. It's called Alias. Then she came back in a bunch of different comic books. But this is, you know, as I, I think I might have mentioned earlier, in the season. You know, this is this is a a case of a comic book property that I don't know if Bendis was thinking movie or TV when he started in two thousand one but which is made for um the big screen or, or or at least the uh 4K HD TV screen you know more than the comics because it's so real you know it's so relatable um and the green lighting or, or red lighting first and then green lighting of this in the long process by which it was made. I got your six. She's already staked by him. I think he used to be a soldier. Uh, uh, no, he definitely wasn't a soldier, as we find out later. An experimental soldier, um, or an experimental unit. Anyways, you know, I'm not saying no one is going to remember the Jessica Jones comic books in ten years, but this is by far of all of the Marvel properties, you know, a, a case where the where the the TV show will be how it's primarily remembered oh this is great takes her to the restaurant where they got engaged her ex is pissed that she that that they came there but of course but wendy her ex why is wendy there relieving old memories it's very sad and this is a great dynamic wendy cannot get over jerry hogarth even though she has to be able to tell how horrible of a person hogarth has become Um, Or at least, you know, highly amoral and
1: selfish. This is great. Right. Don't choke on it.
0: (laughs) If you break us up, that I will crawl back to you. And this is Hogarth's first big mistake. Read my face, never going to happen. She goes for the lawyerly hard sell. And this is Hogarth's undoing, is that she's the best lawyer in the city. But for her personal relationship, she takes the same tack. And if she had just been more subtle and, you know, uh, engaged Wendy in a way that was saying, look, this isn't going to work out. I feel terrible about it. You know, let's handle this like adults. You know, maybe Wendy wouldn't have tried to take her whole fortune. Uh, But that is how people learn humility in different ways, in different places through their lives. Right, so now she's surveilling the woman who hired her. I can't remember how this ends up being tied together. This is great. That's that's the thing about shows like this. You know, you always discover something new. Oh, this is awesome. I totally forgot about this. Talk about female empowerment. I mean, that's the thing. This is a female empowerment show that you could get behind regardless of your gender or sexual orientation. She's blasting music. Uh, you know, hard rock. She's got a gun. You're going what? This is just her way of of uh letting loose, I suppose. Yeah, go to firing
1: range, lady. I don't know what the hell she thinks she's doing. Pulling the lock off.
0: <laughs> you know, those little effects are harder to do than you might think. It really looked and and felt like metal. Um. And, and broke in a way you'd think metal would break. I think what they do is they break it and then they just glue it
1: back together. And then you yank it quickly, and you have the, the sound effects later. <laughs> yeah, it's shooting on dolls. She's a decent shot. It's not a big gun. You know, the smaller the gun, the less accurate it is for the most part. So she, right, so is this woman out for someone? The wandering penis. (laughs) So, Pam, poor Pam. Oh, man, Pam ends up getting almost the most screwed of, of anyone in the show that's still alive at the end. Is this where she calls in the favor? Oh, she's getting calls from the mind-controlled
0: victims. They're going to start the the support group. That's great. Right. Yeah, it's the most popular alibi in the city. It's true. Kilgrave made me do it. It's a meme. You see it on the internet. It's awesome. I have bigger problems than people getting killed. Right, she says Wendy has decided to make the divorce
1: difficult, but Hogarth's really the one making it difficult. You owe me a favor. So, right, so you think this is a little
0: side quest. Right, so this is like, you know, if you play role-playing games like Skyrim or Fallout or whatever, you've got your main quest, and this main quest is Kilgrave, and you've got the side quest of this woman who was shooting the gun before, and now we've got the side quest of, uh, of Wendy. Oh, this is so funny. Uh, Trying to figure out who's for real. <laughs> Chinese dude. Red and glowing. I was like, dude. <laughs> A virgin. <laughs> She's pregnant. Kill made me do it. <sighs>
1: He's our gardener. <laughs> Some of these people turn out to be for real, I think. Okay, so she's real. Yeah,
0: th- this this woman's for real. She had to play her cello for two straight days. <laughs> uh, pull. Yep, can't okay, stop smiling. Jessica knows what that's about. She was for real. Yeah. Then I did want him. Bad. This this young lady is hilarious. All the girls in the neighborhood. When he speaks, they spread their legs. Evil men. A purple staff. What's that a reference to? Uh-oh. <laughs> he had dreads. Bald. Yep. So the, the white wo- woman, black woman, these two are for real. He's full shit. <laughs> He's hot, this guy is great. He has a great look to him. Yeah, he's this guy's for real. He's been graved. Yeah, right. This seems like such a stupid thing that to go to a support group for, just just to give him the jacket. But that's how traumatized it is to be mind controlled for even two seconds.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It was Enya. Limey. Right. The British, uh oh. Jessica knows. Yep, that's a Kilgrave suit. That's a Kilgrave suit. Yeah, they switch clothes, I suppose. Put him on the list. Right. Yeah, what's great is she sets up the support group.
0: She's a catalyst for it. She refuses to go. She mocks it.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Will you be participating? <laughs> Your paragon of mental health. Circle jerking with a bunch of whiners. This is great. I'm using them, right. At least she's honest. Right. They're they're evidence for her, they're clues. She could care less about their mental state, especially because none of them have been, you know,
1: as traumatized as she was And and Hope. <clears throat> Foreshadowing. Solve problems with his gift if he was on our side.
0: Yeah, this is a great scene. Yep. I, I had figured out. Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yeah. Oh, Kristen Ritter just killing it. God, she's good. Who breaks the glass again? Um, You know, as soon as, you know, 30 seconds ago, Hogarth says, well, what we could do with his gifts if he's on our side. um, I had sort of put together that she was getting bad ideas about using him to get get Wendy to do what she wanted, which is indeed what happened. I did not foresee the the full unfolding of how it went down, but I I did pick up on that. That was cool that they telegraphed that. It makes total sense. And that's why you need Hogarth for that, because that turns the whole series in the mid-to-late season. So here's Simpson. Oh, yeah. So he's... uh. He doesn't like me. <laughs> Go sleep it off. You're going. Simpson's an ass. We still don't know Malcolm is working for Kilgrave. And then when it comes to light that that Malcolm was working for Kilgrave, Simpson was like, "See, I told you so." But that's not that's
1: not why he uh, attacked him there. The paranoia. Yeah. Will Simpson's not going to be a support group. Yeah, I don't think.
0: Yeah, he doesn't want to talk, he wants to kill Grave Dead. <laughs> yeah, I'm not into it either.
1: There's
0: a little Claire Danesy thing there. I think um I don't know if Kristen Ritter was specifically studying Claire Danes. Uh but there is an influence. I have to think she watched Homeland. Um someone watched Homeland. There's a lot of similarities as I keep pointing out. Surveilling being one of many. But yeah, this sort of jazzy, ambient music here, you could easily swap into a Homeland episode as Carrie's doing this very thing. But the camera work in this show is way better. The writing's better. There's more cool characters. It's more original. It's more personal. The stakes are extremely high, but not in terms of terrorism or alien invasions or so forth. I'll get back to the... The fact that they only mention the sort of Avengers universe the MCU a couple times, but it's very effective when they do to connect it So the showrunner Melissa Rosenberg,, all right, was developing this show
1: going back at least to 2010 And was initially going to be on ABC.
0: And this was before, you know, they had Agents of Shield going. It ended up being Agents of Shield that was the Marvel Network show on ABC. Oh, this is awesome. It's so creepy and cool. This little black girl. She's the messenger from Kilgrave. Uses a kid. Where are your parents? Patsy Walker
1: safe. <sighs> For now. Uh-huh. Look
0: at this student through the window. He liked her apology. Like we talked about. That big-ass ego. Jessica scared Phyllis. Eight and a half. When do half years stop being important to kids? Nine or ten? You're a bitch. You could have stopped that bus. You left him there to die in the street. Uh. You turned everything to shit. So he this is a case where... It's right. This is a case where he told this girl an extended thing to say, not a specific task from an action standpoint. So, right. And so now she's her task is done, and so she quote-unquote wakes up, and now it just looks like she's being accosted by Jessica Jones. I was just trying to help
1: stay away from her. Oh, uh, uh, JJ. yeah this is a great scene you had to
0: sell Will as a good guy at least briefly you know because he suffered because of her um, I'm sorry she suffered because of him attacking her he suffered from Kilgrave but even more so he's suffering from the guilt of what he did and almost did to um, Rachel Taylor here playing, uh, playing Trish And then Trish, of course, her best friend and and sister, basically, Jessica Jones, you know, is traumatized through Jessica about Kilgrave. This is great. I, I had no idea what was in that box. And what's in the box already tells you all you need to know about why, um, perhaps, uh... She shouldn't trust this guy, even though he is being sweet and going to continue being sweet for a while coming up here. But uh, it, this is also the you know, the beginning of Trish feeling like, eh, maybe I could be a superhero. Even though I guess superheroes traditionally don't use guns other than the Punisher, uh, who's going to be the new Daredevil season, which this commentary series is leading up to, will be using many, many guns. So, you know, the use of revolvers in movies is interesting. I mean, you know, in The Dark Knight, they have revolvers. I mean, in Breaking Bad, it's almost all revolvers. The thing, there's a couple reasons why they use revolvers in in movies and televisions. I just want you to feel safe. So, you know, revolvers harken back to westerns and even further back, you know. there's something very classic American about about six shooters or whatever. Um But they are small, or they can be quite small, and therefore concealable. And even though they're not particularly accurate, they fire a very large bullet. So if you're protecting yourself at close range, which for an untrained person in self-defense, that would probably be the scenario. You just want to be able to take out the person with one shot. And the other thing is you know, because, uh, all the, uh, m- mechanical parts of the revolver are a- exterior and not like lots of springs and so forth on the interior, they're actually much more reliable in terms of, uh, you know, not backfiring or just getting, uh, or stuck, you know, or just getting jammed or clogged or whatever. Um, and you, and so you add that to the concealability of, uh, uh, it does make sense and it just looks cool i mean it just there's more personality to a revolver it's more three dimensional than than handguns um especially when you're giving it to someone like when bruce wayne uh and batman begins who's never used a gun and never would use a gun again had a revolver to to kill uh, or to attempt to kill his parents killer you know there was something very dramatic about that being the gun if it was just like a regular glock or something it just wouldn't be nearly as interesting so the symbolism behind the gun you know simpson says i just want you to be safe
1: you know you'd think him protecting her would be a more effective way to keep her safe than a gun so we're still trying to figure out what audrey is doing in this whole scenario But the other great thing about the gun, up
0: oh, there's Jessica jumping. You barely had to do a special effect. It looked great. Um, you know, is in their conversation later when, when she does let him in, they're having a great talk and she's starting to fall for him a little bit, but she's holding, she's gripping the gun just in case. And that's the whole idea is, uh, you know, I want your permission to come in and talk to you, but I want you to have that gun just in case.
1: So just so you feel safe, I'm not going to pull anything. Of course, when he gets back on his uh, military experimental
0: meds later on in this, the uh, season, he tries to kill Jessica and I think maybe tries to kill uh, um Trish again. Oh, this is her sleeping with her husband, I think. Th- this
1: was all just a weird voyeuristic fantasy to have someone spy on them. This is probably the biggest red herring of the series in terms of how
0: long and and how many scenes and that they think it's going to be important. Oh, right. She calls her. She's right
1: outside. Audrey doesn't know. Nope, I followed you. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Where's Carlo? They got creepy music going. Ugh. So who's trying to get Jessica? I'll show it up here as my biggie figure.
0: Bulletproof. Oh my god.
1: Did she shoot her in the arm or something? Laser eyes. Right. Okay, so she's related to the first episode when she served
0: that guy. (laughs) Yeah, this is. Alright, Kilgrave's smarter than these people. Oh right. She's an anti uh she's an anti gifted people person. Yeah. Stupid word. Yeah, you know, they steal a lot from the X Men. It's hard to know which came first. Special, they're not special, they're retarded. You're not gifted, you're a freak. All right. <laughs> you save the city. Yeah, they're talking talking about the Battle of New York with the Avengers, as I was hinting before they do
1: address it. So is this just setting up the the hatred and distrust of, of quote-unquote, normal people? Oh,
0: right. So this is dealing with the collateral damage of Battle of New York, which I always talk about, and no one is on board with. that. You just have to assume that innocent people died. Like, the Hulk probably killed a bunch of people trying to save Morris. Right, the big green guy in the flag waver, Hulk and Cap. So this is the MCU connection. That that's 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 what this whole side plot is about. Is establishing, you know, Jessica's you know doubly traumatized. One for being a gifted person who most people don't know or like or trust, um, or they just fear them or hate them. You lost your parents. Welcome to the goddamn club. Um,
1: yeah, and just her losing her mind. You know, going in Hulk mode. You know, and the way they shoot the stuff, I mean, (laughs) there's no
0: connectivity. Like, when she throws the radiator at the door, you see her throw the radiator, and then they flip to the door, and they see the door break. When she jumps, you see her before she jumps and not after. There's almost zero connectivity with special effects in it. But it totally works for me, because it's all about the character drama, and that's part of the pulpy nature of this sh- show uh, uh, that they're going for is that it, it is supposed to feel like an updated version of like a 50s pi um 50s pi piece as well as comics from the 50s and 60s which
1: are very very corny if you read them today but still highly entertaining Right. Yeah. Now she's claiming that
0: she's an Avenger essentially or the, or in a group of superheroes and they're gonna come after these guys. I want a divorce. <laughs> oh yeah. The classic. Yeah. Yep, yep. There's a red herring. Um that was all character building. This is a major character building episode. Um, you know, it's been every other so far. Season you know, episode one, things <laughs> you know, go from fast to faster to ridiculously speedy. Two, there's some major revelations, but um, heavy on the character building. Episode three, the one before this, uh, big time uh, plot going forward with Kilgrave going after Trish and so forth. Now on four, learning more about Jessica, what she has to go through being a gifted person and the hate and mistrust. And I know this isn't feeding directly into Captain America's Civil War, but the distrust of superheroes, um, you know, is a huge part of why Civil War is Civil War, as we will see. Now, this was released in November, I believe, of 2015. So it was filmed, I guess, in the spring or summer. They must have known what Ultron was about. They don't talk about Sokovia specifically um, in this, or, or Ultron. Um, But, you know, Tony Stark, supposedly a good guy, was one who created Ultron and almost destroyed the world. This is great. This could be so corny and uh, just unnecessary. But, you know, I mean, this is what happens. Sometimes you meet people under horrible circumstances and think you're going to hate them or never want to see them again and you end up actually having a connection. She's making bad jokes, telling, you know, lame stories, and he's totally on board because he's in love with her. All right, here we learn about Patsy. There were dolls of her when she was a baby, but the, these two just play it so great, you know, and they hold on Trish for like a, a full minute or something. I hate J.I. till they all burned. Yeah, I was in that club. <laughs> yeah. See, I'd be attacking my sister's Barbie, not saving him. They accomplished their mission by dying. They rescued Barbie. Exactly. He's trying to say something actually profound here. She had insurance, Barbie did. You torched the dream house? That's my favorite of his lines in the entire series, and it makes her laugh I was committed to the scenario. Right. Right, I've been the guy saving people. <sighs> yeah. I think they're probably acting on the same soundstage here, just separated. He's leaning up against one fake door. I mean, these transitions are easy to do because it goes full black. They're not like moving the camera through a fake wall. But just in terms of the acting performances... Now this obviously is not because
1: this is an actual hallway. I don't know where they'd put her. Right, she's comforting him. Doesn't matter how strong you are. We can protect ourselves. She's holding the gun. She lets him in
0: right here he seems like a good guy i might shoot you by accident yep definitely worth the risk for rachel rachel taylor just like uh Kristen ritter uh aka jessica jones definitely worth the risk to get to hang out with her that she might break you in half if she doesn't like what she hears <laughs> I thought she figured out that it was Malcolm. Um, by the way, I think in one of the episodes I called Malcolm Billy. I have no idea what, where Billy came from. I apologize. I, I thought she figured out that it was Malcolm in this one. Maybe she does at the end, and that's the, the cliffhanger. And that's what's great about this show. You could watch one a week, and it would be effective because it has the sort of traditional cliffhangers. Um, it's very Breaking bad and in that it could have worked on TV, but works even better in Netflix when you can binge watch, and it leads one right up to the next. So there's not much time left, but I'll get back to the fact that there was a five-year gap between Melissa Rosenberg, um, pitching this to ABC slash Marvel and it actually, you know, appearing on Netflix and being a huge sensation, right? Here she is holding the gun. Yeah, I was wrong. She's not fingering it that strongly. It's possible she was holding it straight up (laughs) when he first sat down. She is touching it, um... And that was, yeah, that, that's like his little Trojan horse of making her
1: feel safe. More potential victims. <laughs>
0: Put it on my tab. Right. Right. So, okay, so... One of the great uh, moves in this in this season is that old lady on the right with her face messed up is spoiler alert Kilgrave's mom. We don't learn that till much later, but the way they put her, and the way they frame her in these scenes, we never see her isolated straight on up until many
1: episodes from now, when Jessica realizes that it's the mom. Oh, he left his son. Yeah, this guy really suffered. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: All right. I hated myself because it's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Right, Kilgrave's chauffeur drove him around. Oh, right, Jessica gets the intel here about where Kilgrave's been going. These people end up really resenting Jessica Jones and causing huge problems later on.
1: I don't know. You do get a pretty good shot there of uh, Kilgrave's mom. (laughs) Reenactment therapy. Screw therapy. Yeah, that sums it up.
0: (laughs) Yep, as Jessica said earlier, scarf, blue and white stripes. As Jessica said earlier, she's using them. But that's the thing. It sounds like a horrible, callous thing to use these people, but she's doing it to protect other people and to prevent it from happening with other people. So how quickly does she put it together here that it's Malcolm? Oh, right, she gets the security cam from uh, Simpson. I totally missed that before. That's great. She's using him, too getting footage from all over the city this is totally illegal the gun that simpson gives to uh, trish is not a legally registered gun you know simpson has uh, simpson has operated outside the law before
1: as we will find out with his military background and we'll do so again It's not so much that
0: Simpson's a corrupt cop, it's just that the cop's a means to an end to achieve his version of justice. Right, okay, so how does she end up here,
1: specifically, with the video? Yeah, and the fact that Malcolm would leave, uh leave photos of her lying
0: around is a little minority report-ish. I think that's what they're going for. Like, he was instructed to leave photos of... Like, that's the thing. She's supposed to find him. It's just another step in getting her to kill Grave. She has to follow the clues, as I've
1: been saying. But... It's a miracle that Malcolm doesn't die, actually. At least not in this season.
0: Uh Lagunitas IPA. I never noticed that. That's my favorite IPA. That's awesome. And now we, we see him as a normal person in the photo. And, uh, man, does he become a great guy once he gets out of this, this situation. Great episode. Great character-building episode. Uh, it's probably the slowest of all the episodes in terms of plot moves. Um next
1: couple episodes she's really going to be hunting in on Killgrave. But um yeah.
0: I mean, you know, only, we're through 4 episodes and it feels like we we've accomplished so much already. So much left to do. Surprises keep coming. Um there aren't a lot of red herrings from here on until until the end. Uh the roller coaster ride pretty much starts the next episode or the one after, episode five or six. So, hope you enjoyed that. I'm going to jump on to
1: episode five. Check that out when you're done with this one. And the Bizzle is out.